Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am so excited to welcome Shannon Mattern to the show today. Shannon teaches non-techie DIYers how to build a website and market themselves online and teaches web designers how to create profitable, sustainable, and scalable businesses. See, she's also the host of Pep Talks for Side Hustlers, where she brings you side hustle success stories, motivation, and actionable advice to help you go from side hustle to self-employment without taking a pay cut. You are such a perfect person for this conversation today. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, before we get into the meat, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So um, like you said, I was a former side hustler. I started a, a web design business back in 2015. I I was reached this point at my day job where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to do something else. I want to start my own business. So I started doing one-on-one web design for clients and I quickly discovered that for what I was charging and how much I was working, there was no possible way that I was going to be able to make the kind of money I was making um, in my at my day job. And so instead of working on, you know, my pricing and my mindset and all of that stuff. Um, I just wasn't there yet. I didn't even know that that was like a thing that I could do. I just had this belief that I couldn't charge more. Um, So to solve the problem, instead of raising my prices and and setting boundaries and all of those things, Mm -hmm. I decided to create a a DIY web design training. I'd been listening to podcasts, um, you know, I'll about online business and marketing at that point. And I had learned about affiliate marketing and I was like, oh, I can make a, a, a DIY web design training teaching people how to build a website. I can give it away for free and then just earn affiliate commissions when people like buy the stuff that I recommend in the free training. And so that was a way for me to sidestep the mindset issue of like <laughs> what I knew wasn't valuable. I'm going to give it all away for free and find a way to make money on the back end. But it ended up working out really well. <laughs> and over <laughs> the next three years, um, I added, I uh, you know, added more courses and training and grew the audience and then started doing one-on-one web design work again with a renewed focus on, you know, charging more for it and making it sustainable and all of that. And then by 2018, I had uh, matched my day job income. Um, and so I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to, to leave the security of the day job and go out on my own. And that is kind of also, you know, what led to the podcast is, you know, sharing that journey and talking to other people who had, had been through that journey before. So, so that's the backstory. 
I love it. And I, um, I also started my business as a side hustle and also wasn't charging what I was worth and sort of like, unlike you didn't really find a bad, <laughs> didn't really find a way to make it work. Um, I did raise my prices, but I constantly came up against the wall of this fear and self-doubt and all the things that come with talking about pricing and asking for money. Um, and I think it's something a lot of female entrepreneurs come up against at the beginning of their journey and honestly, all throughout until they start to get a grasp of the mindset side of things. So what, tell me about like your journey into sort of discovering the mindset side of, of pricing and, and as we're talking about really charging what you're worth, what your value is. Oh, you know, I wish I could say it was like an easy journey that I just, <laughs> you know, hurt like someone told me that I could charge what I was worth. And I was like, I believe you. And I started doing it, but that's really not <laughs> how it happens. Um, I early on had done, um, had one of the people that signed up for my free training, my DIY web design training was a business coach. Mm. And I had like helped her with something on her website. And she was trying to explain to me the value of my services um, that, you know, she had asked me like, will you, will you, you know, do this stuff for me one-on-one? -on -one? I was like, oh no, no, I don't work one-on-one -on -one with people anymore. The only way you can work with me is through this free training. And she was trying to explain to me that, you know, this, just because I was self-taught, you know, and just because I had learned, I hadn't paid anyone to learn what I learned, didn't make it any less valuable than someone who had paid for it. And just because it wasn't hard work to me, didn't make it any less valuable than if it was hard work to me. And so she explained all of that to me and I still was making it all about me. I still did not understand that like it really had nothing to do with me and how I learned or how hard it was for me or how easy it was for me, um, that it had to do everything with the results that my client got after they worked with me. And that did not come, that uh, lesson just, it took me a long time to get there because I was making my pricing all about me and my perception of my own worth for the longest time. And it was... I think it was probably even a couple of years ago where I was like, oh, it's about what my client is able to do after working with me and the value that they're getting from this problem being solved that the price comes from, not my own perception of my worth. Does that resonate with you at all? A hundred percent. And I, I really want to call out what you're saying here to listeners, which is remembering that your pricing it sounds like a weird way to say it, but it's so true. It's not about you. It's about what they're getting as a result. Like for me, I do um, in my consulting business, I do organic content marketing. And so when I'm helping someone with SEO, like I'm not just charging for, let's say the 10 hours that I do work for them. I'm charging for the fact that for the next five, 10 years, however long their website is live, they're getting value from that work. Yes. And so- it's so, I love that mindset shift of this. My, my rates are not about me. It's about the value. Once I work with someone, um, I feel like that's a really powerful way to, to step back from it because also pricing can feel really personal. And I feel like, you know, like you said, you have this perception of what you're worth 
And it's almost like we're afraid or we can be afraid to raise our rates or to charge more because if someone says no to it, it means we're worth less. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, I just, I love what you said. It's about, you know, the long-term value that the person's going to get after, after having worked with you, but also like our price, whether they decide to work with us or not, it doesn't, it's, it's not about us, you know, it's really about, you know, it's their decision, you know, they're going to make a decision based on what their goals are, whether or not we're the right person for them or not. It's our job to give them all of the information to make the best decision for them. And sometimes that's not working with us. And that doesn't mean that we're too expensive or, um, or whatever it is, you know, it just means that we weren't the right person at the right time for that client. And I think, I don't know. For me, business was was it still is personal, but I've I've understood how to um, stop thinking that like their world revolves around me and that like their choices are a referendum on on my worth. You know, it's just it, it took a long time to get out of my own way with that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm wondering what your experiences have been because I can speak to this too, but I want to hear what you think first. Um, so you had the free course and then tell me about how, like, was there a period where maybe you did shift to doing like the one-on-one support or the consulting, um, where you still weren't charging what really your services were worth? Like, did you still go through a growth period there where it was like, you know, let's say a year later, you're like, wow, I really need to be charging more for this. Absolutely. Yes. So I, you know, I was doing the hourly thing and then I was like, that's not going to work. So I did the free DIY thing. And then I was like, you know, talked back in by my business coach to start offering one-on-one services again. And even then, you know, I was pricing based on um, what I would see other people who I thought were just, uh, you know, I thought these people were a few steps ahead of me. And I was like, well, that's what she's pricing for her web design packages. So that's what I'm going to model mine after. So I started looking at like what other people were doing and just deciding, well, that must be the going rate. You know, that must be what people will pay for this. And so that's what I would put on, you know, I would sell my packages for. But then what I what I realized was like, I was still undercharging. I was massively over delivering. Um, I was burnt out. What I was what I was giving in exchange for what I was getting was was wildly um, disproportionate. And it turned like it was again where I was like, I resent the I resent my clients. Like they're asking me for way too much for what they're paying me <laughs> for. And I'm and it didn't uh, dawn on me that like that was all my fault you know, that I was not asking them for more. I was delivering at a high level because that's what I wanted to do, but I still wasn't valuing that. And so it's like, I kept lowballing my price because I was afraid that they would say no, or I was afraid they would tell, like, like we were talking earlier, they would say I wasn't worth it. I would provide, you know, 10 times the level of service of what they were paying me for, because that's just you know, how, what, you know, what I wanted to do. And then I would get resentful (laughs) when I was like stretched too thin. It was this weird cycle and I didn't really learn to break it until, um, I realized like it is unsustainable for me to continue 
charging these prices. And then, um, you know, I was just like, I have to raise them. And then when you have someone um, not bat an eye at your price, then you're like, oh, I could have been doing this all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it just takes that one person. Yeah. And it's for you to realize, like, I am worth this. And yes. And that's exactly what I was getting to with what you said, where you were resenting your clients, because that's how I felt too with my, my, uh, when I first started doing link building and um, freelance writing more consistently, I was resenting the work. I was angry about having to do the work. And I'm like, man, this sucks so bad. Like, I don't want to have to do this. And, and that resentment was definitely, um, a key emotion and feeling, yeah. I think that started driving me toward, okay, I need to start thinking differently about my prices, or I need to start raising my prices even a little bit. Um, and, and I think the, the key pieces now mindset wise that I really rely on with pricing, um, and with charging what I'm worth is, um, a big piece of it. And I'm wondering if this resonates with you is, is trusting. I remember, Um, A coach I worked with once said, um, when one door closes, it's because another is is waiting to open. It's because something bigger is supposed to come your way. And honestly, in my experience, every time I've said no to a client who is not, who will say like, oh, I can't pay that, but I can pay this. Or I have a budget of this. Can you work with this? Every time I say no to them, something else comes my way. Mm-hmm. No joke. Every single time. Um, do you have you experienced or do you feel that like trust is is a piece of your mindset in terms of turning down work that's not worth what you're worth? That's not paying what you're worth. Oh yeah. The and it it's so interesting that that you talk about it like that because um, you know, I feel like Sometimes it's, how do I explain this? Like sometimes I would turn down work because I didn't trust myself to be able to hold boundaries. So kind of like in the opposite direction uh, of you where I could, you know, we all talk about like the red flag clients, like you would have someone that you would have a, um, have a consultation call with, or just any kind of sales conversation with, and you just walk away feeling like, uh, I don't know if I if I want to do this work. And even if the price was right, like sometimes I knew that like this client is going to um I'm gonna be a pushover. You yep. know, so in like the opposite way of you know, trusting turning down the work for because the price wasn't right, I would turn down work sometimes, even if. I thought the price was right because I was like, I know that I don't trust myself to let this go so far out of scope that it's not going to be worth it mm. um, because I hadn't grown into the version of myself that I am now where I can confidently hold boundaries, which that's part of worth too, is not saying yes to all the extra things that came after you agreed to a price. So I don't know. That's kind of what, that's kind of what came up for me when you said, you know, when you said that. So I wonder what, (laughs) what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I want you to speak to, because I think this is so important. And and another thing that I think particularly female entrepreneurs struggle with is knowing those boundaries, setting those boundaries and standing firm at them. So it's like, they're charging you, you're charging a specific thing for a specific project and they come in and they say, oh, but can you do this? And oh, can you do this? Like 
Tell us, give the listeners some suggestions for how they can set and stay firm in those boundaries. Like what were some practices that you used or um, experiences that you had in, in learning that lesson? Oh my gosh. I love this question so much. So I learned this all the hard way as most of us do. And that's why we're all like, please let us help you. Um, <laughs> so, um, I learned to start from the very beginning with my offers. And so when I make an offer to a client, I give them multiple offers that show them what the boundaries are, should they choose whichever, you know, package that they choose. So it's showing them what they could have had, had they chosen that. But if they don't choose that because they didn't want to spend that much money or whatever, um, that they opted out of those additional things when they made the initial choice to work with me. So that's a really easy way um, up front to get them to, to, to make the choice of what they're saying no to at the, at the package that they chose. So then it's a really easy conversation when they're like, Oh, Hey, can you also migrate 50 blog posts for me or whatever it was? And you're like, great. That is part of the, this package that you did not choose. Would you like to upgrade to that package? Mm -hmm. And so that's how I like to frame it from the very beginning. And then the other way that I like to handle those types of things is like, whenever, and this is coming from like an introverted people pleaser, <laughs> which is myself, which is why I got into all of these messes in the first place, wanting to say yes to everyone. And I learned this from one of my coaches. You know, when someone asks you to do something that is outside of the scope of your original agreement, or you want to say no to it or whatever it is, if you're not the kind of person that has developed that strong you know, skill to say no yet. Like the easiest way to say no is to take a step back and decide like, what are you willing to do? Mm. You know? So if they ask you for, you know, migrating these 50 blog posts, you know, you can come back and give them a couple of choices, right? Like, okay, we can either upgrade you to the next package or when this project's over, you can, you know, book a second engagement with me and we can take care of those things. You know, so it's always like just giving yourself a moment and saying like, okay, that's not going to work with this project and this schedule and, you know, what we agreed to in the beginning, like, it's just not going to work. It's going to delay the project. It's going to throw everything off, whatever it is. Instead of going back to your client and saying, nope, I'm not going to do that. Like you can say what you will do and then give them the choice. Yeah. So I always like to empower my clients with a choice. Um, whenever possible. Cause it just, it just seems, it's just like, you get to decide here's what I'm willing to do within my boundaries, your choice. Yeah. I feel like there's actually, and with that second thing you just said, there are two really beautiful shifts there. One, the first one I'm hearing is, um, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So you mm -hmm. don't have to say 100% no. If you do feel it's within your boundaries to offer something, um, then, you know, that's okay. Again, continually coming back to like what feels worth it for me. Yeah. Um, and I love the second, the, the last thing you said there, which was, I like to empower my clients with choice. What a beautiful, beautiful shift from I'm not doing enough. I'm not able to give them what they need to I'm empowering them with some different options. Like, I just feel like that's such, um, I, that goes from this very, 
tight sort of shoulders Mm -hmm. in, I'm doing something wrong. I'm cradling back and forth, like scared sort of situation to feeling like very open and light. And, um, and also something I think that's really great about that, um, uh, that option, um, to like sort of empower your client with choices is it also puts you in an authoritative, authoritative. Yes. It's like, look, I'm, I'm very authoritative in what I'm doing. And and here are the, here are some great options that based on my experience, um, I know would really work for you and make this relationship work even better. Um, which puts you in an even more powerful place as well. It's just like a win, win, win way of managing that while maintaining your boundaries. And, and also not even feeling like you're putting up too many boundaries. It just feels like you're sort of opening the playing field a little bit more. Oh, I love how you said that. It's like, yes, it is. It's opening the playing field and it's not, and it's taking the time to like consider every request is not necessarily a yes, no, like think outside of the box. What are, what are, what are the other options and what can you make a win-win for both of you? And then of course there are going to be some times where you do have to say no. And, you know, I always love to frame any kind of no as like, it's not in the best interest of my client for me to do this, right. you know, for me to take this on, you know, is going to affect all of these other things. So I can't best serve you, um, doing this. And so therefore, you know, I, you, I can help you, I can recommend someone that will, would be a better fit or whatever, whatever that is. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. And Um, another piece that comes up for me with this is just straight up saying, no, I I, I can't, I, I, I can't charge that low. I need to keep my, I need to keep my rates right where there are, because I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And they've come back and said, okay, let's move forward. It's like sometimes just standing in your power, like metaphorically, digitally taking that power pose, feet wide, hands on your hips saying, no, I will not budge from my prices because I know my value. Sometimes that's what they need to hear because you have to understand also the mindset of the client, which is, of course, they're looking for a deal. They're looking to work with someone who knows what they're doing, but they're also looking to spend as little as they can. So they're going to ask for that almost, you know, I would say 80% of the time they're going to ask to charge for less. But standing in your power, you'd be surprised how often they come back and say, okay, we're good to go. And the interesting thing about, you know, clients wanting to get a deal is that it ultimately, like a lot of times, doesn't serve them. Because when we're not charging sustainably and we are backing down off of our pricing and we are charging less for the same amount of work, we become stretched thin, we become burnt out, we're not delivering our best work, they're not getting the best work. And so we're all losing when that happens. And so when you stand your ground on your pricing, you're actually doing your clients a favor. When you back off on your pricing, you're ultimately doing both of you a disservice. I love that. I'm going to make that into a quote image for social (laughs) graphics for that, because I think that's such a really important point to hammer home is like, at the end of the day, you are doing your client a disservice by being irritated by the work and by being burnt out and by stretching. Yeah. It's everything you just said. Yes, 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 yes. Preach (laughs) preach emoji hands is what I want to do to that one (laughs) because I love that. Um, and another, one more thing I want to bring up, uh, before we wrap up this amazing conversation, by the way, I love talking about this um, because it's been such a journey for me and I can tell it's been such a journey for you. Yes. 
Um, in terms of the mindset around charging what you're worth, another thing that was really difficult for me in the beginning, and something that I really only recognized as I did more deeper mindset work, was that I wanted, and this lines up with your people-pleasing sort of mindset as well, is that when people asked me to do work for them, it was like, it was like, oh, well, they need me. Mm -hmm. So like, I should do this for them because they need me. They need me. And it's like, and I had to really realize like, yeah, they need me, but there are people out there who will do the work I do for less. They're not going to do it as high quality as I do it probably. Um, But I had to really get out of that space of, of accepting things because it nurtured some, some desire to felt, to feel needed within me, which of course comes from, you know, wounds that are not healed, childhood trauma, our own limiting beliefs. Um, and I wonder if that sort of resonates with you in terms of the people pleasing side of things where it's like, I feel like I should say yes, because it's, it's eating this thing inside of me. Oh, absolutely. Like my people pleasing came from a very much like I needed to be the one that came in and saved the day, you know, the validation of saving the day for people. Mm -hmm. Um, so the people, my people pleasing, I don't think was coming. Well, I think, I think it, it, it metamorphosized (laughs) really. Like, I think it probably started off as like not good enough, I'm going to prove that I'm good enough. Well, now that I know I'm good enough, I know I'm the one that can come in and save the day for you. And then you will praise me and I will get all of the validation. Even though I'm not charging enough and I'm burnt out, I will keep chasing that validation and chasing it and chasing it and chasing it until I'm completely burnt out. So that's really how it manifested for for me. Um, But yes, yes, absolutely. Like (laughs) it was... it. I had, and that's kind of circles back to what we talked about in the beginning is like making the pricing and everything all about me and really detaching from that and, um, and, and really understanding like, oh, I am of better service when I'm not trying to validate my own ego. And I really am focused on the ultimate results that this client's going to get from working with me. Yes. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It all comes full circle and it all works together. All the little pieces of the way that you look at it and, and the way that you see what's happening inside of you and how that's dictating your pricing and then how your pricing dictates the way that you serve your clients. And then at the end of the day, if you're not serving your clients, well, you're not making a good brand and a good reputation for yourself. So again, doing a disservice to you in the long run. And, um, Yeah, I think it's just really powerful for anyone listening who's running a business or starting a side hustle to really consider your pricing. And um, if you're not sure if you're pricing well enough, I would encourage you to sit down with a journal and journal on, on how you're feeling about the work you're doing. Are you feeling burnt out? Are you feeling like you're doing too much? Um, and maybe on the surface, you're not because you don't want to admit it, but if you allow yourself to sit with it and get really honest and then And then from there, like the way I do my pricing, and actually before we wrap this up, I want to ask how you have now defined your pricing. The way I do it is I start with my hourly just as like a total base. And then from there, I build it out in terms of what I know the ultimate value is that I'm providing. And I also add buffer, I add in um, buffer basically for what I know is going to end up being like back and forth emails and sort of like the extra stuff that comes up just from working with a client. Um, 
And for me, I then look at that rate and I say, if I do this work, will I feel good when I get that money for Mm -hmm. it? Like, does that feel good inside of me? Do I feel like I will be getting paid what I was worth? And that almost always guides me and almost always encourages me to actually kick it up a little bit more Um, with like a little secret, everyone that giving, putting higher prices actually gives you a little bit of leverage. So even if you're, you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for, you're pricing it higher than really you feel you need. That also gives you a little wiggle room if they do want to come back and ask for, um, you know, a little money off or something. Um, But I'm curious um, for you, Shannon, how do you work your pricing now that you've come to these realizations um, and have more of a, a clear mindset on it? Oh, I I love what you said, everything that you said. And I think, you know, being being a side hustler and, and you know, we talked about kind of like shifting from the 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 side hustle to self-employed without taking a pay cut. I like to actually start with like what is my like monthly take home pay, you know, like what was my paycheck? And then, you know, take because I don't want to take a pay cut. So like what is that? Um, and then how much money do I need to pay my business expenses, pay my taxes? So it's typically about like one and a half to two times your, um, your, your take home pay. If you're not wanting to take a a pay cut of what like revenue you need to bring in it in your business Mm. every single month to, to be, to have that consistent, sustainable, like full-time income. If, if that is your goal, you know, some people are like, everybody's different for what they need to make every month. But I like to start off with that, that monthly, and then back into that, like for a web designer specifically, which is who I coach, it's like, okay, so then your, your all in package should be, you know, that high, that highest, um, that, that, that number that's going to cover everything, you know, your, your salary. And then, and then back into that, like, what level of service is included in in that high end package, mm-hmm. and then kind of back down from there. Um, and so you know, like you know, if you're booking one of those every month, or a couple of you know lower end packages, or different things that, like, ultimately at the end of the day, you're um, you're going to make that sustainable monthly income. But then also you have to know when you get to that point, like kind of like where, where you started, where you start, you're figuring out, like if you, if you did yours and you got that really systemized, it was very predictable. Then, you know, like what to put in these packages. Cause you know how much time it takes you and you're streamlining it and, and all of that stuff. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's my approach, um, to, to that. And then just having multiple packages for people at different budgets, you know, and letting them choose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that too. I struggle to really systemize my pricing because I, I don't really have a single package right. or multiple packages. Um, so I, I kind of custom price, but if you are in a situation where you can do packages, I mean, it also takes a lot of the anxiety out of it because it's like, this is just what I, this is it. Like, I don't have to decide what it is and sort of work through this every time I send a proposal. It's like copy and paste here, are my packages, choose what you want. Um, which I think maybe might help as you're easing into charging more, takes some yeah. of that anxiety away. It's like, well, this is just, this is just it. I don't need to figure this out every single time and go through that, that whole fear-based um, way of thinking over and over. 
Um, yeah. And every business is different, whether you can, you know, how you approach it. So, um, you know, whether you can some, yeah, like you said, like not everybody can kind of create like just this package that they can offer over and over. Um, but it does, it does help kind of streamline things if you can get to that place. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I am wondering if there is one thing our listeners walk away from talking, getting really into their mindset of charging what they're worth. What would be like the number one thing you want to make sure that they take away from this conversation? That <laughs> that you probably are leaving a lot of money on the table mm-hmm. when you are deciding what your pricing is. Um, so I would just encourage everybody, you know, to make yourself just a little bit uncomfortable with, with your pricing, you know, not so, not so far that you're going to like, you know, get all weird when you say it and make, make the person that you're talking to uncomfortable and, 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 but just like push yourself a little bit every time to just increase that price a little, make it a little bit uncomfortable. Cause I think what you'll find is people won't bat an eye. Um, one of my, uh, web designer Academy students told me just yesterday, cause I give them like scripts for their consultations. And she's like, I use your scripts on every single call, but I forgot to edit the price that you put in the script with my package price. And she was like, your price was higher. And I was reading the script and I accidentally said it. And I was like, oh crap, now I have to just run with it. And she was like, they said yes. And they didn't even bat an eye. And I was like, see, I told you like you are like, so I just was joking around. Like I will just sneak numbers in for you guys. And then you just can't look at them before your consultations. And then you just have to say them and see what happens. I love that. That's hilarious. And what is like <laughs> such a powerful proof yes. that you can really charge what you're worth. And pe- there are people who will pay it. I promise you there are. There are a lot of people who won't, but you don't want them as clients anyway. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, awesome. Well, switching gears uh, before we finish here, um, I'd love to know what you are getting intentional about right now. That is such a good question. And I think really right now I'm getting intentional on what feels easy in my business or what is happening easily. So I have been, you know, I do a lot of different things. I help DIYers, I help web designers, I teach web design, I teach marketing, like I teach all of these different things, but there are certain things that have emerged as like the things that take less effort to be successful and are really, really fun for me. And then there are the things that are kind of like swimming upstream Mm -hmm. that I have been, um, you know, trying to optimize and make work for a long time. And, and I'm really kind of getting very intentional about like getting over my fear of like make maybe letting go of some of those things that I've been known for, for a long time or letting people down or disappointing them to focus on, what are these things that are like lighting me up and, you know, feel awesome and sustainable and easy, um, in my business. And and that has been a long journey to get to the point where I feel like, oh, it's okay to not have to strive so hard for this. Um, and that comes with sustainable pricing too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, it really does. Totally. I so resonate with that. I'm 
I have pulled back from my one-on-one marketing coaching because it's just one of those things that doesn't feel sustainable and that mm-hmm. doesn't really light me up. And it's hard because I get a lot of requests about coaching, um, but it's just not something like, so I'm literally every day I wake up and say to myself, today is going to be easy mm-hmm. and not easy and that I'm not going to have challenges, but that I'm going to feel ease in everything that I do. And I'm going to bring ease in all that I do. And that's kind of like, inadvertently become like a mantra for me for at least the start of 2021. So I, I totally feel you on that. And I applaud you because I know how challenging that is. Um, and last question for you, where can listeners find you and connect with you? So everyone can just go to my website, shannonmattern.com. My podcast is there. My web design training is there. My training for web designers is there. Mm-hmm. All of the things that I do um, are there. And then I'm also on Instagram at Shannon L. Mattern. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Shannon, for sharing so much today and dropping so much wisdom. It was hugely appreciated and very fun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you listeners for being here with us for another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I will catch you again soon.